Hey, Emily. Hey, Stephanie. Want to do a podcast? Actually, I think it's time we sync up with someone else. Welcome to Sync Ups with Cycle Chats, a space for women to be educated, empowered, and inspired. I'm so happy that you're here listening to the podcast right now, wherever you are. I am Dr. Yanina, a cognitive psychologist and certified ADHD coach. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to talk about how you can succeed at work with ADHD. And even if you feel like ADHD doesn't always impact you at work, I would say for most ADHDers, it always impacts us to a certain degree. For some of us, ADHD impacts us at work to a huge extent and for others to a very small extent. And for me personally, it also really comes in waves and that can be due to hormonal changes, just shifting demands in the job, stress, or just external stressors or factors. How ADHD can impact us at work, again, really differs for everyone depending on your job, on your demands, on how kind of your degree of ADHD and your varying symptoms. But in general, it could impact your productivity and even if you're putting in the same amount of time and effort than your peers, our ADHD symptoms can make it very hard for us to stay productive and efficient throughout the whole week, throughout the whole day. And especially our executive functioning challenges can really disrupt our ability to sustain attention to a task. And that, of course, makes it so much harder to stay productive stay on task and get things done. Another factor that can really impact us at work is stress and burnout. ADHDers are in general more prone to stress and burnouts compared to their neurotypical peers because for us it just takes extra effort to complete really seemingly basic tasks like organization, meeting our deadlines, staying focused, and that just puts us at a disadvantage in terms of our mental workload because all these tasks are required, they're mandatory, and a lot of people don't really think about it because it's just second nature, but for us it can be super overwhelming. And then on top of that, there are all these social pressures to fit in, to meet expectations that can then, again, oftentimes leads us to feeling overwhelmed, to taking on more than we actually need to, to then work harder than others because we're trying to fit in, we're trying to get as much done as our peers, and that of course causes stress and can also cause burnout. Another factor could be missing deadlines. Our ADHD symptoms just make it so much harder to stay on task, to stay organized, to have an overview of what is done when, and to also not procrastinate. Procrastination can be a huge difficulty for many of us. And for me, I've done a lot of research on the topic of ADHD. I've worked with so many ADHDers. I know about so many tools and strategies. And also I struggle with procrastination and sometimes I struggle with it a ton and sometimes I don't really struggle with it, but it's always kind of there. Then ADHD can also cause conflict with colleagues because how ADHD impacts our brain affects how we regulate emotions, how we filter thoughts. It can lead to impulsivity, so we might speak before actually thinking about what we're saying. We might then overreact. We might start blurting out answers. And all of these can cause frictions with colleagues or even our managers. 
Then another factor is loss of income because all of the challenges that I just discussed can really impact how we do work, how we're perceived, and then can lead to conflicts, missed opportunities, and in the worst case, can result in loss of income and even employment. And then if we do lose employment and need to apply for jobs again, job applications can also really be challenging for us because we need all of our executive functioning skills to do that. And this is something that we hugely struggle with. So just submitting applications, making sure that there are no mistakes, preparing for interviews is so challenging for us, or that is sometimes very hard for other people to understand because, again, it seems like a very necessary thing to do and kind of a natural thing to do. I think it's very stressful for people in general, but again, for ADHDers or neurodivergence in general, that is super stressful, super overwhelming, and super demanding. To navigate all these challenges, at work, it is, again, super important to understand your ADHD brain and to have an understanding of how these things impact you and to what degree. This will help you then to find strategies to manage these symptoms. Now, before you either go out and find practical strategies for you that help with your work or for you to continue for you listening to the podcast and finding these strategies here, before you dive into that, I want to make sure that you do a small check-in with yourself in order to find the best strategies for you and for your challenges. So before you go out and try to find these practical strategies, I want you to check in with yourself and complete this sentence. If I had someone to do XYZ for me, my work life would be XYZ percent easier. Now, if you complete the sentence and fill out the parts where it said XYZ, you can identify the specific areas that will help you find targeted solutions for your challenges and for your struggles. And that will make it so much easier because it can feel very overwhelming to firstly find out what you're struggling with and then to decide what are actually some tools that will help. But if you already have a better idea of what you're struggling with, that finding these practical strategies can become much easier. So some of the practical strategies that could help you depending on where your areas of improvement are, there are firstly different time management strategies. So first, getting organized. If you are already using, for example, a phone calendar, you could kind of kick it up a notch and try a more visual approach with a wall calendar or whiteboard, or even in addition to it, you could then color code your whiteboard or wall calendar in order to help you meet deadlines, meetings, and just crucial information. Or if you just want to stick to the phone calendar or like a digital calendar, also you could try and integrate different colors that will make it much easier for you to stick to deadlines and have a better overview of meetings and all the information. You can also use visual timers to help you stay on track to help you also get started on tasks, but sometimes it can be super hard to get even started on a task. So for that, you could set your timer for, let's say, 20 minutes and tell yourself, okay, I will try to get as much done as I can in these 20 minutes. And then after that, I can see what I want to do after. Either continue working on that task or do something different. And that will kind of gamify this for you. It will visualize it for you because you're using a visual timer. And 
it will make it challenging for you, which we ADHDers also love. You can then, of course, also use different apps. So if you, for example, always find yourself scrolling on your phone, you could use apps like Forest that lock your phone and make sure that you don't end up scrolling on social media or on the internet. You can also use timer apps. There are many different out there. You can use reminder apps and so on, like check-in apps. So there are many, many different things that out there that you can use. Then as a next step, decluttering your brain shells is <laughs> oftentimes we have so many thoughts in our head and so many things that we want to get done. And that can, again, be super overwhelming and we don't even know where to start or restart a task, suddenly get distracted by the new thought and then start working on the other task. And that can then make it obviously very challenging to finish the first task that we started. So in order to kind of declutter your brain shells, you can bulk work sessions. So you can kind of bundle some more tasks together and schedule bulk work sessions for that. So that will satisfy you more and activate your reward center of the brain. So get more dopamine flowing. You could also tackle small tasks immediately. So any tasks that take less than 10 minutes, you can do them right away. That will then help you to stop procrastinating and get started. And again, activate the reward center because you've done the small, maybe also very simple tasks. And then that makes it easier to continue. You can do a brain dump just before starting work or when you start to work to kind of get all your thoughts out there and put them on a piece of paper. You could also do that in the evening when you're leaving for work. If you struggle to kind of stop thinking about work once you get home. The next step, setting goals, is to break things down. Oftentimes we see this huge mountain of work in front of us and we don't even know where to start. We don't know where to go and it just seems so overwhelming. So if you break things down, the task firstly seems way less daunting and you can see all the steps that you have to take in order to reach the goal. And also you will feel more accomplished after finishing each small step of the task. Then for setting goals, you can also use an accountability partner if that's an option. And you can set goals together. You can tell the other person when you want to get something done. For setting goals, you can also do body doubling. That can be helpful for some people for you to work together either virtually or in person or going to a coffee shop, to a library, whatever suits you best. Also, depending on your work, whatever works there. That can also help you to just have that accountability partner sitting next to you, either virtually or in person. And then that helps you to then break things down, set the goals and start working on your goals. Then I also think it's super important to schedule in self-care, to schedule in planned downtime. Because sometimes it's hard for us to admit that our ADHD symptoms can make the day-to-day -day activities very overwhelming. And we forget then to also take care of ourselves because we always have something on our to-do list. I mean, who, who doesn't? There's always something to do. So if you schedule in either small blocks of downtime, either during the workday or after the workday with activities that you like, and that can be also, the downtime doesn't need to be super long. So it could be just listening to music, just kind of staring into blank space and thinking. It could be doing breathing exercises, it could be going for a walk, could be a tea break, a water break, a coffee break, and so on. So also just something very small can be very helpful. And then also scheduling in kind of home retreats. So where you take 
extra care of yourself at home. And this would be to go after any of your hobbies, to also maybe make face mask, do bath, do bike rides, go swimming, go to a yoga lesson, go to a coffee shop with your best friend, whatever it might be that is feels kind of like a retreat for you or that feels relaxing. Make sure that you also take time for that and also schedule that in because that can seem so irrelevant in the moment and then we forget about it until we kind of hit that wall and we're on the verge of burnout or we're super stressed. And then lastly, be kind to yourself. Show self-compassion and make that part of your routine. So you can either do that by reflecting on your intentions. And if your intentions are obviously good, focus on that regardless of the outcome and acknowledge that you are worthy of forgiveness, of compassion, and the space to just be you to just be human. You can also try and incorporate either a, some call it a reverse to-do list, some call it a ta-da list. <laughs> so it's a list that you would do at the end of either your workday or your day and write down everything that you accomplished during the day. Even if it's a seemingly small task like replying to one email or using your calendar again or color coordinating your calendar, just writing down everything that you did and you got accomplished during the day can really help you to firstly feel proud of yourself to show compassion to stay motivated also for the next day because so often we only see all the things that we didn't get done from our to-do list and we forget about all the things that we actually did get done during the day this really has helped a lot of my clients to recognize what they're actually doing during the day and really has helped a lot of them to grow their of course their self-compassion but also their self-esteem and confidence and then and you can also, of course, seek assistance from either ADHD coach or coach in general, from a therapist, from a psychologist, from a friend, counselor, whoever it might be that just helps you to navigate, especially these maybe challenging days. And then lastly, I just want to talk about work accommodations for neurodivergence. And I know it's not always easy to decide whether you want to disclose your diagnosis to the workplace or not. That is also very individual and it's something very personal. So depending on your situation, your workplace, you might be open to disclosing it and it might even be be an option to disclose it. In some cases, it unfortunately just isn't an option to disclose it. But whether you choose to disclose your ADHD status or diagnosis or not, these accommodations can be framed as tools to just enhance your productivity or work environment. So you also don't need to go out and say, I have ADHD, I need these accommodations. You could also just say, I have thought about how I can improve my work and become a better employee or a more productive employee. And I think I would really benefit from these accommodations. So if you feel like your workplace is too loud, you can ask for a more quiet workspace. And this could be done by, of course, obviously changing the workspace. So you could ask to move to a quieter area of your 
of the office to provide a more quieter environment or focused work area. You could also ask for things like noise cancelling headphones and just to help you to zone out all the distractions at the workplace. Another thing you could ask for is if you can kind of assign your work schedule in a more flexible way. So you could do task batching where you have a workflow that includes designated blocks of time during the week for handling certain tasks. So for example, responding to all the outstanding emails during two or three mornings of the week, but not having to do that continuously throughout the day. You could also ask for accountability support. So getting accountability partner, a colleague, a peer, whoever it might be to help you just check in, to help you with maybe also reminders. Then you can also ask for additional supplies that can help you with your work productivity, like different planning tools, like planners, calendars, scheduling softwares, or different apps that can help you enhance your productivity and organization. You could also ask for recording tools like a tape recorder, notebooks to assist you in capturing all the organization information. There are also many different AI tools out there now that can help you with that. And then also asking for time accommodations like deadline extensions or also asking for more smaller deadlines if that's helpful for you, if that helps you, you with your procrastination. You could also ask for remote work if that helps you to stay more flexible and better meet your goals and manage your day more effectively. You could also ask for a mediator. So someone that helps you kind of act as a mediator in interpersonal conflicts. So the person could help you navigate and address different issues by explaining how ADHD works and facilitating communication to prevent any of the miscommunications or misunderstandings when it comes to ADHD. And as I said earlier, all these accommodations are tools that can not only benefit you, but can also benefit the employee. And you can also frame it in that way that if you get these accommodations, it will improve your work efficiency and that might make it more well-received by the employer. So if you have any more questions about ADHD, either about what we just talked about, ADHD and work, but also about anything else, please feel free to reach out to me. You can either email me. My email is ADHDEmpowermentCoaching at gmail.com or on Instagram, ADHD underscore empowerment underscore coaching. Or you can also contact me through my website, which is ADHDEmpowermentCoaching.com. I also have a bi-weekly newsletter that goes out with all the information about ADG, giving you all the tools and strategies that you need to master your day-to-day life with ADHD and thriving with your ADHD brain. And we really hope you sync up with us next time. Bye!